0: And welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by Carol Angley Flores, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and this week, unfortunately, my good friend, Southstand, Chum, bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy, isn't very well, and he's failed a late fitness test, so isn't taking part in this one this evening. But, however, I'm delighted to welcome back onto the Orient Outlook Podcast, Mr. Charlie Paul. Welcome back, Charlie. Hello, mate. Right, thanks very much for having me again mate thank you for stepping in uh, off the subs bench at late notice you've had a few super sub appearances before and gone down a treat so I'm delighted uh, you're joining us again so I think this is your first time back on the podcast since around October November time where I think the last game you were on were Carlisle away which was a great result for the Orient but obviously since then I think it's three months four months on lots has happened so Charlie I guess what are your thoughts on on the season so far
1: I mean, we can't complain really, can we? It's It's been, it's beaten all the expectations that we had at the start of the season. I think at the start of the season, on your uh, your first episode of the season, you do your polls. I think everyone had us down in the playoffs, maybe pushing top three. No one thought that we'd be in a position that, that we're in now. Um, so it's been absolutely incredible and a joy to watch. You know, the... the Richie, the the staff, the players have worked so hard, and everyone behind the scenes have worked so hard, and we deserve to be where we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely, doing with well. twelve games left, it's all looking very rosy. Let me take you back to January then, where you know after the Stevenage away result, I think a few fans were getting uh, itchy feet. I think we on this podcast might have said mini crisis, we might not have done, uh, <laughs> and everyone was a bit nervous. What were your thoughts on the January transfer window? Because it's been a bit of a talking point. What what were your views on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, we were, still are, but we at the, at the time we were the best team in the league. Everyone was chasing us, so in theory, it didn't need massive change. Um, the only trouble with that is, is that everyone else is improving around you, so you have to you have to keep up with that. Uh, and I think it has been a bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, The injuries and the the suspensions we had, because uh, I think our well, Mark Devlin came on here and said that our chain, uh, our plans changed in January, and I think that's actually helped us um, in the long run. Um, Ed Turns has been class for us, uh, except for you know his debut, but obviously it was him and McCart um, both making their debuts together, which isn't ideal. Um, And we obviously we've brought Sadlier in, so it's it's been. I mean, sadly, is is a cut above the rest. I said the same about Monco before, but sadly, it's, it's different gravy. Um, so we we can't really complain about any of the signings that, that that we've made because we've been we've played really well. And we've had, we've had so many good results since January. So you can't you know you, you definitely can't knock it. And we're you know we're top by some margin. So again, we can't we can't complain.
0: We are top by a very decent margin with 12 games left I think we all would have taken where we are and just before we started recording we were talking about now it's getting to the business end of the season it's very exciting I think we all would have taken automatic promotion uh, a couple of oh, weeks yeah. ago but now where we are top of the league I feel like I personally really want to win this league now where where do you think we'll finish not to put the kiss of death on it Charlie but where do you think the O's, <laughs> the O's will finish what are your hopes I guess fourth <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, we. um, I think we're going to stay where we are. Um, I'm I'm one of them. I know there's there's two sides of this fence, but I'm one of them that as long as we go up, I don't really care if we finish first, second, third through the playoffs. It it, it never, never matters to me. However, where we are now, um, from all the teams that we've seen this season, we've seen most of them twice. We are the best team in this league. We we deserve to be where we are um, on the performances that we've we've grinded out. and, and, and the results that we've earned so it would finish the job now so I think um everyone would, would want us to be going up to Bradford
0: in May uh, knowing that we're champions. Great shout hopefully your premonition and your wishes come true. <laughs> Charlie is with us all night on the Orient Outlook podcast he's gonna give us his views on everything that's happened this week and be my co-host I'm looking forward to that Immensely. So, sponsorship update. So, the podcast is sponsored by Carol Langley Florist, who are an established business based in Chingford. They specialize in bespoke flowers sourced from the finest growers in the world and can do anything from a simple thank you to tailored wedding or event packages. They are here to help and they also offer. All owes fans and staff a massive whopping 15% off that could give you a huge saving on your wedding or flowering costs or your bar mitzvah costs or any costs that you have. So, to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of florists, you can give them a call on 0208. Five two nine four one three zero, or you can get in contact with the team on social media. You can find them on Twitter at Carol Langley E four, or you can find John at Essex Biz. They're also on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist, and you can find them at Facebook at Carol Langley Florist as well.
1: And don't forget, it's Mother's Day in a few weeks, so make sure you uh, give John John a ring and make it as memorable as possible.
0: Very nicely done there. Good little add on there, Charlie. After <laughs> Valentine's Day, we're now pushing Mother's Day. So yeah, Give John a shout there. Supporters Club updates then. We've got one new trip to tell you about as the O's travel to Mansfield Town on Saturday the 11th of March for a 3 p.m. kickoff and coaches leave the Supporters Club at 9 a.m. The adult fare for this trip is a decent £40. Concessions will cost £30. And kids are £20, they must be accompanied by an adult. And if you're not a member of the Supporters Club, there's also a £3 surcharge for you to pay. And please remember that these prices do not include your matchday ticket. So to book for this trip or any forthcoming trip, you can visit the Supporters Club on a match day pre-or post-match, or you can do so by calling the travel line on 07507-539-579.
1: Brilliant. Uh, any other business this week? Having pulled out of last year's uh, London Marathon due to a foot injury, friend of the Orient Outlook podcast and O's fan, Lee Mark Deering, is now able to fulfil one of his bucket list items and is running this year's London Marathon uh, and aiming to run it in four and a half hours. All money raised is going towards the JE3 Foundation and sponsorship details are pinned on his Twitter page at Gorillas1985. Good luck, Lee.
0: Yeah, a massive well done uh, on your forthcoming achievement there, Lee. Four and a half hours for London Marathon is is pretty amazing. So we wish you all the best for that one and get on Gorillas 1985 at Twitter and sponsor Lee if you can. We also this week had a uh, DM in our inbox from Nicholas Lee. Bit of a uh, happy, strange story. He messaged the pod and said, we live in Norfolk. Strange, I know, but my son's toy bear is a Leighton Orient fan. So his son has had the bear since he was six. He was purchased from Hamleys in London. When his son started asking him who his bear supported, he said he supports Leighton Orient. And then asked one day if we could take Bob to a Leighton Orient game. So Nicholas took Bob and his son to their first O's game against Bradford earlier in the season. They enjoyed it so much. They had a great day out, said it was a great ground, and a coming back for the home tie against Colchester and Bob will be in attendance. Hope Bob's got a ticket, mate, because these games are uh, <laughs> selling out very quickly and Mark Devlin will not be happy if Bob isn't paying to get in. So, from us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers, we wish uh, Nicholas, his son, and Bob uh, well and hope to see them at the ground against Colchester and hope they get to see another Orient winner make it two for two. Lovely message. Yes, yeah,
1: c- celebrate promotion. That'd be amazing for Bob. Um, <laughs> the, week, the week that was, uh, happy Monday, the 20th of February. It was Happy Tohuie Day, quite literally, because 12 years ago to the day, where the amazing Jonathan Tohuie scored late on in front of the south stand to earn a one-all draw against Arsenal in the FA Cup, in a historic moment for the O's, and the memories of Russell Slade losing his hat, running down the touchline, all came flooding back to
0: all of us. I think we don't see that goal enough. Like we only, I only really see it on on that specific date where we tweet <laughs> it, and it's like it always brings like an instant smile. To your face from Tahue running off and like the Slade celebration is just crazy. Like the hat's gone, but he keeps running, he doesn't care. (laughs) Amazing.
1: Amazing commentary as well.
0: Yeah, it makes it all the sweeter. One of the best moments I can remember uh being an Orient fan and that twelve years ago, like Charlie has said. So Tahue Tuesday, the twenty first of February. And the young O's were in action. They were at home to Luton Town. Unfortunately, lost the game 5-1. smith kowazi scored the goal for the O's. So, we've got some unlucky young O's there in their defeat in the week.
1: Yeah, unlucky, lads. Um, and also, uh, on Tuesday evening, there were a small number of fixtures being played in League 2 as they catch up on a lot of the postponements and FA Cup stuff. As Stockport, the ca- fourth place, cutting the O's gap from 18 points. To 16 points.
0: Yeah, so a very healthy um, gap there, but obviously not what it was earlier. So Wednesday, the 22nd of February, it was a quiet day at the club and there was no news to report at the Orient.
1: Yep, Thursday, the 23rd of February, and O's chairman Nigel Travis backed the fan-led review following the launch of the white paper from the government. The long-awaited white paper has now set out the government's plans to legislate football uh, on on football governance issues following the recommendations of, of the fan-led review chaired by Tracy Crouch MP. This would include the creation of an independent statutory regulator for football and a number
0: of other reforms. Yeah, there was an article on the website uh, that had an interview with Nigel. I think we'll just take... Uh, the key paragraph where he said the beautiful game has been marred by financial mismanagement with football clubs and their communities left heartbroken often paying the consequences of other people's rash decisions and simply put football clubs desperately need to move away from the reliance on one person for their finances safeguarding their future so Nigel went on to say uh, a lot more on that well worth a read of that and to follow Fair Game on Twitter uh, if you don't already we had their CEO on Uh, last season and it's basically to make football um, fairer for all so it's good to see that um, project moving in the right direction and you've got to say that's backed massively uh, by Leighton Orient Football Club. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um, Friday the 24th of February, happy birthday to Anne Georgiou.
0: Yeah I mean I've not seen Anne in a while, hope Ant's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean I think he only signed a one year deal so I'd be surprised if he uh, stays for the Orient but as it stands he's a squad player so we wish yep. Ant all the best. It's
1: a squad game. Yeah, it's a squad game. He went out on loan in a couple of times, but yeah, he's, he's,
0: he's one of us. So happy birthday, Ant. Absolutely. So Saturday, the 25th of February. In the morning, the youth team were away to Forest Green Rovers. There's been no update from either the Orient uh, Twitter account or the Forest Green Twitter account. So we hope the O's got on well uh, and we wait to hear the results of that fixture.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. But the main event, though, of course, was Grimsby Town away. Find out how you thought the overs would get on in this one, and after 281 votes, you vo- you voted as follows: um 13% of you thought that we would lose. You cynical bunch. Hmm. 26 of you, uh, 26, not only 26, 26% rather thought uh would that we would draw, and a whopping 61% of you thought that we would win. Yeah. Uh, as as always, thank you for all your votes.
0: Yeah. So still a majority win percentage, but a bit lower than what we've seen. Currently, mm. so at 2 o'clock, that team was announced with Lawrence Vigarou in goal, Tom James, Omar Beckles, Ed Turns, and Jalen Sweeney making up the defence with Idris el Craig Clay and Rolso Tullio making up the midfield with Theo Archibald, Kieran Sadlier, and Kelman making up the 11. On, on the bench, we had Byrne, Ogie, Thompson, Prattley, Soji, Monker and Paul Smith.
1: Uh, yep, that meant that there was one change for the O's from the team that beat Crawley last week as Charlie Kelman... Came in for the injured Aaron Drynan.
0: Yeah, so for me, that's ex- exactly as I uh, expected it. So, no complaints from me on that one. Looking at the bench as well, you've got Paul Smith and George Moncur. So, a really strong bench from an attacking perspective. And Thompson and Ogie and Prattley, actually, that's a pretty solid uh, League Two subs bench. So, yeah, <coughs> no issues for me at all. What, what were your thoughts on that one, Charlie?
1: Yeah, same as you, Steve. Really, it's you know you don't change a winning team. Um, there's been there was no need to change it drastically. Um, so yeah, it was absolutely fair enough, and everyone there deserves to be in the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Paul agreed and said pretty much as predicted before kick off. Although he wanted to see how injured Drynan was, which uh, Richie gave an update on uh, in his post match that we'll talk about a bit later. So a few tweets <clears> came <throat> into us or an outlook podcast towers upon that. Les okay, 52 So light forwards on the bench and I hope Drianan is back soon.
1: Yep, at LOFC. Chaz said, uh, it's a shame it's not rural up top and Moncourt in the number 10.
0: Yeah, Len then Chin Chin once said, another long away day but think we should have the depth enough with a strong side for a draw or a win. Points are still needed but ex player Otis Khan is one to watch out for. Come on the O's. And let's do it. I think it's probably key to say Otis Khan must be injured because he did He wasn't in their um, squad at all, which I guess is no. a bit of a relief. No,
1: yeah. Uh, at Phil VC one said uh, liking the settled team would prefer Smith uh, in from the start, but obviously finding his way back in from injury, a super
0: strong bench. I guess that's probably a kudos to Kieran Sadlier that Paul Smith becomes available again. And he's on the bench, and we don't get that many tweets about it. Everyone's quite chill about yeah. it. Whereas, you know, in November, October, you can't, you couldn't have imagined Paul Smith being named on the bench, and, and there not being some kind of like uproar about it. Which I guess yeah. is only uh, a, a good thing for Kieran. Sadly, I yep. said the match kicked off with the O's in their blue strip, looking to continue their good form at the top of League Two against the Grimsby side, looking to build on their own good run of FA Cup results, who might be distracted. We were hoping they might be distracted with their upcoming match against Premier League Southampton in a week's <sighs> time.
1: Yep, uh, in the third minute, some good pressure from the O's or a stray back pass come to Charlie Kilman who laid the ball off for Kieran Sadlia inside the box but his tame shot was comfortably gathered by Crocombe, the Grimsby
0: keeper. That was a really good opportunity there. Um, I guess mm. if Sadlier, if you're being uber critical, if Sadlia would have looked up to his right, Royale is in absolutely acres of space but I guess you can't blame Sadlia um, for taking the shot on there. Alex Hunt had an effort for Grimsby after a good build-up play from the host but he shot wide and that was in the fifth minute.
1: Yeah, fast forward to the 24th minute and a poor clearance from Crocombe saw the ball fall to Real He found Charlie Kelman in the box and despite the ball going in behind him, he had time and space inside the box to control the ball, turn and get his shot off uh, that beat Crocombe to make it 1-0 to the Orium.
0: Lovely finish there. I think you know we've been a bit critical of Charlie Kelman uh, on the podcast at certain points Richie Williams has stood by him and said in training he's been finishing well and he's one of the best finishers that he's seen he took that really well I thought Soon when the ball is behind him he manages to keep his balance stand up and buries it well my only criticism of Kelman is I don't know what that celebration was all about I don't know what he's doing <laughs> When
1: I saw the celebration, I was hoping the offside flag would go up. Really, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, no fair play to him, though. I mean, he's you know I, when he first got the ball, when he sort of slipped over, I thought he'd uh, he'd wasted the chance. But um, no, he got back on his feet and he done well. To, it was a good finish in the end.
0: Yeah, it took it really well. So great start for Orient. I think that was Calmer's fifth goal of the season. So in the twenty eighth minute, Orient looking to build on the lead, and Jaden Sweeney did well as he beat his man inside the box, put a across uh, into the box, which went behind. For a goal kick as it came off Kieran Salia. I've got to say, Jaden Sweeney, uh, another strong performance by Jaden, doing really well, uh, and it's really going yeah. to give Rob Hunter battle to get his left left back shirt back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that uh, we'll come to it later, but I think Wellins is, is hopeful that that Hunt will be back next week. But yeah, I don't know how you can drop Sweeney. He's, he's been he's been phenomenal since he's had to come in. Um, in the 29th minute, then a great save from from Feast to deny Grimsby an equaliser after Omar Beckles was well beaten and out. Uh, ch-
0: Yeah, he done really well there to make that save. It was a good shot and again, I think we're going to come to Viggs more uh, in detail a bit later, but a good save there from Viggs, keeping uh, the O's uh, at 1-0. Two minutes later, McAtee done well to get round of our defence. He pulled the ball back, found Houlihan, he got a shot away, but the ball went away from goal.
1: Yeah, for three minutes of time were added on, and with nothing to report, the first half finished with the table topping mighty O's going in with the 1 0 lead, thanks to Charlie Kilman.
0: Yeah, so great stuff. Paul made a comment at half time, said not the greatest of halves. The game livened up a lot after our goal, and Grimsby have looked dangerous at the time. So those are Paul's thoughts on the first half. Attendance announced at 6,283, with 499 O's fans. Making the journey, so almost hitting that 500 number, um, but not quite. But a great away attendance, nonetheless. So there were no changes yeah. for the O's at half time. Grimsby got the second half underway, but just 40 seconds into the half, a poor Craig Clay side pass slash clearance was intercepted. Glennon got the ball, played a smart one two, and ended well to get him behind us. And his first time cross was buried from close range by the onrushing McAtee. And suddenly, from being one up at comfortable half time, 40 seconds later, it's one all. Yeah,
1: not good. Not not good enough, really. I know um, uh, a lot's been made of, uh, of 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 clay, and it's it, it was a bad pass. Um, I've watched it back a few times, and I don't know if I'm being critical here, but it, it seems that Beckles is sort of doesn't even try and sort of cut out the cross. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know from the angle, I, he might he may be too far away from it, and I might be being totally unrealistic. But it back a few times, and you sort of think oh, Beckles hasn't even tried to sort of. Hook okay, it clear doesn't you know doesn't doesn't make sense to me
0: but yeah well, what did you
1: think of the goal yeah I had
0: a similar kind of view on it you know I think Craig Clay takes the criticism and I guess from a losing possession perspective I guess that's fair enough but they've still got an awful lot to do at the point before the ball hits the back of the net and I think their um, Glennon does really well but yeah the cross you can argue it's a really good cross and it's McAtee literally making a run in between Beckles and turns and he's completely unmarked but I think that's I think that's Beckles's man. Unless I'm mistaken, and um, so really disappointing goal. But I think yeah, I think we have to you know praise players when they do well. Maybe be critical um, of them at points. I think maybe Craig Clay has been a uh, bit to people maybe being a bit too harsh there on Craig Clay. However, one all was uh, the result of that attack. Four minutes later, Idris El Mazzuni was dispossessed in midfield, but the cross that came in was caught by V. And at this point, we're really. Um, under the cosh Grimsby started the second half like a completely different team and suddenly it was us who were looking all nervous on the ball and retreating from it and uh, you know, you wouldn't have imagined that happening at half-time.
1: No, no. And then, they, as you say, they were keeping up the pressure on us and, and they won a call in the 50th minute and then in the 51st minute a poor Tom James back pass was intercepted by George Floyd who was in on goal and he calmly stroked the ball pass fixed to
0: put Grimsby 2-1 ahead. Yeah, I mean, shocking stuff. Paul's comment on that was what on earth was Tom James thinking No words as to how poor that was. And for me, it's just really, like, casual, you know. I think Tom James gets the ball originally from Viggs, plays it to Archibald, who plays it back to him, and it's not a bad pass back to Tom James, and he's not really under too much pressure, but, you know, really bad pass. But, you know, Paul Hurst must be loving it. Six minutes in, his team have gone from 1-0 down to 2-1 up. I wonder what he said to his team at half-time, but very uncharacteristic of a Richie Wellens, Leighton Orient team where, you know, Two goals conceded two really poor goals defensively from two errors, especially Tom James's error and suddenly in a game where we looked at three points we're now looking like like a defeat
1: yeah, I mean what what they've done um really is what we should have done in the start of the second half, you know get start off really bright, get that early second half goal when it kills the game and then it's a you know then we can do the casual passes you know for the last half hour, twenty minutes, you know once we're two new up, maybe you know the floodgates over and we get a third. Um, but you have to you have to start the second half with that same intensity. as We, you know, we weren't amazing in the first half, but we, you know, it, we were okay. We weren't we weren't great, but we weren't bad. Um, I just thought it'd be the idea would be to to get an early goal in the second half and just kill the game from there.
0: Yeah. So all of a sudden he owes a two-one down in the 55th minute. Vigru had to be alert again as Hunt's switch play uh, to the left. He found Lennon. He drove just outside the box. He had a low, powerful effort. Fairly straightforward for Viggs, but again, going to be looking to get a third.
1: Yeah, and Richie Reddins was having no more of this as he made a triple change as Craig Clay, Kieran Sadlier, and Tom James came off and were replaced by Darren Prattley, George Monker, and Adam Thompson.
0: I think that's three decent subs there, to be fair. I guess it shows you the strength of the squad when everyone's fit, you know, Prattley, Monks and Thompson, all good players. Paul's comment on that substitution, was that mistake by James for the goal was probably the reason why he's off. Sadly, it's been anonymous in the second half and Craig Clay at fault for the first goal. So no surprises there. And I think uh, Richie kind of alludes to play's not listening to him in his post-match and him just taking them off, um, which I think is a really good sign and we'll probably come on to um, later on in the podcast. So 59 minutes in, and the O's got into a good position around the Grimsby box. Theo Archibald put in a cross shot, evaded everyone in the box and that went out for a goal kick. So that was unlucky there. I thought Charlie Kelman done ever so well in the build-up to that obviously now confidence hopefully starting to come back I thought he'd done a really good run that made the space for Theo to get that cross in but obviously that one came to nothing
1: yeah in the 67th minute the equalizing goal came for the mighty O's after Ruel Saturio chased down the ball down the right hand side he played in a lovely weighted ball to George Moncur who made no mistake with a fantastic strike just outside the box to make it 2-2 and game
0: on Great goal. George Moncur's taken it absolutely beautifully. You can kind of see his foot kind of swing for it, and then he places it straight into the bottom corner of the net past the keeper. So, really happy for George Moncur now. Obviously, scored against Wimbledon uh, a few weeks ago. He's come on again today, or yesterday, sorry, and scored a great goal. And also, I think Satouyu's who's done really well with it, he's put his man under pressure, who's kind of yeah. made a hash of his pass clearance, got the ball, and then played a really well weighted ball into the path of Moncur. So, two assists for Rural. Great goal by Amon Kerr, uh, and you're thinking, right, we've got 25 minutes left, game on. Yep. Come on, you lovely O's.
1: That's it. Let's see what happens. So, <laughs> 72nd minute, Theo Archibald and Noyd were booked for shoving each other over uh, after Darren Prattley was fouled and went to ground.
0: Yeah, it looked like they were trying to get stuck in on Prattley there a little bit. And from the resulting free kick, Grimsby launched the ball upfield in a nice little free kick move. They got the ball uh, on the left, crossed in. And the cross came in. Adam Thompson slid in to stop the cross, but the ball hit the back of his hand and the referee pointed to the spot. So I guess a controversial penalty, but I think that was a penalty all day long. I know you can say it's the back of Thompson's hand and he doesn't know where the ball is, but his hand is well outside of his body range and the ball hits it. And if if that's an Orient uh, attack, we will scream in penalty. I think sometimes you gotta go. Yeah, that that was like a... for me anyway. Yeah. Personally, I thought that was a blatant penalty. It,
1: it's not controversial to it's a penalty. He's got his <laughs> arms out. Yes, yeah, you know, you've got, you got, you got to accept it. It's uh, yeah, it, it was a penalty. But yeah, you know, we're not scared of
0: penalties, are we? So no, uh, far from far from it. It was seen these days. So Charlie Kelman didn't think it was a penalty. He got booked for dissent before <laughs> the penalty was taken. Satiru also got booked for dissent before the penalty was taken. So upstep Glennon to take the penalty, but super lights Guess correctly. Dived down low to his right, and somehow saved it. I mean, a great penalty save from Vigouroux. I guess I guess we got almost spot now with Vigouroux saving penalties. I guess when we concede a penalty, I first instinct isn't oh they're going to score. It's oh he's probably going to save this.
1: Yeah, it, 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 unbelievable. There was a uh, I think there was a mad stat that I think he's now saved eighteen penalties in his career, nine of them being at Orient. Just it's just outrageous. So, um yeah, if we ever win a penalty shootout, he hopefully he stays long enough for us to win a cup game.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, Paul, yeah, said, Unfortunate penalty to concede, but fair play. Huge credit to Viggs for saving it. Unbelievable. So, that chance win. We'll skip forward by nine minutes. And Idris el Mazzuni went down in the 83rd minute. He had a bit of treatment. Thankfully, Idris was okay to carry on.
1: Yeah, in the eighty-six minute fourth O sub as Paul Smith came on to replace Charlie Kilman.
0: Yeah, ninety minutes in, so seventy, 70 seven minutes of additional time awarded. No further talking points as the referee brought the game to a close, blew the full-time whistle as the O's secured a hard-fought point to take back to East London with the game finishing to all. So Richie Welland spoke to Dave Victor after the game. The entire interview's been up on YouTube now for about twenty-four hours. So we're not going to play it for you because it's been. Uh, on the club's website and on YouTube. So if you need to, you can go back and listen to that. But like Charlie, you said, there's a few things that went into said. He gave a good injury update. So Rob Hunt isn't too far away from coming back. Drynan isn't too far away from coming back as well. Jordan Brown, maybe for Saturday, said maybe just <coughs> slightly after. So I guess from an injury perspective, it all looks pretty rosy. I think the thing that I like about what Richie said is that, you know, he said start second half, they weren't doing what, the Basics that Richie expects and what he wants them to do. So, you know, a triple sub in the 55th minute, you could see it's a bit ruthless, but I kind of like that ruthless streak. So, yeah, strong
1: management, strong, strong management. You're not, you know, he said it, you're not listening to what I'm saying, you're coming off.
0: Yeah, and again, like we mentioned, you know, when you can bring on Paul Smith, George Moncur, Adam yeah. Thompson, Darren Prattley, all players who've had really good season, and the pressure's on for you to really up your game. And you know, if, if you don't deliver, you're going to be off. So I thought Richie's interview uh, was really good and really professional. I really liked yeah. it. I found it really refreshing. So, lead table then. That point means the O's are still top of the table. Played 34 now. 1-21. Drawn 8. Lost 5. Goal difference of plus 24 and 71 points. Around us in the top of the table, Stevenage Each are having their own mini crisis or mini slump, shall we say. They lost one new at home to Tranmere. Carlisle smashed Crawley 5-2. So Carlisle now jumped into second place. Did Luger dropped to third. The O's are still 13 points clear for now of second place Carlisle. And we're now 16 points clear of fourth place Northampton Town. Amazing time to be alive, Charlie.
1: Class. Yeah, absolutely class. Like, as I said at the beginning, who would have thought would have been in this position? But we are loving every minute of it. Um, Paul's views. Uh, we were so... We were so fortunate to come away with the draw today. Well done to Charlie Kelman. He's taken a lot of pelters online, even comments at the team announcements at 2pm on a Saturday. Let's hope that this is the turning point for him and he scores lows for us. Credit to Ruel, who got two assists. Too many players having an off day. I'm not going to pick out individuals. Not sure what Tom James was thinking when he made that pass. Their man was clearly in his line of sight. I don't agree with the rule on handball. Thompson had no idea where the uh, ball was when he was mid-slide. Dave yeah. Victor said on commentary that Vigaru has saved seven, s- eight at Swindon. Stat from Glenn Wilkie. Victor saved nine out of 20 penalties he's faced for the Orient. Thought the subs were, were good though. Monker for the goal. Thompson would be a starter for me. Grimsby were really good at times, they're dangerous on the attack. But thanks to the other results, a point is not a bad result. Draw your away games and win the home ones, and you can't go wrong. A point closer to promotion,
0: yeah, certainly. I might have used it on this short and sweet decent game for the neutral. I imagine if you're a neutral fan now, you would have thought, Oh, this is a great advertisement for League Two. I thought it was cruise mm. control in the first half, really, but an absolutely crazy second half. But. I guess similar to Paul, delighted for Kilman. Think he deserved his goal, and hopefully that leads now to many more to come. Thought Moncur took his goal really well, and hopefully we'll get to see a few more from Moncur. Thought Real actually done really well. Two good assists, and you know I think we all think he's a centre forward. Obviously for me can't play on the right or the left, but maybe as a number ten might have found another position where he can potentially play. Two very good assists. Vigaru, we're going to have loads of tweets from Vigaru, and I think Paul. And yourself, Charlie, have summed, have summed up already uh, really well within the context of what was said during the match. But yeah, point for me, it was a fair result. I think I think a draw was a fair one, and so many teams are around us dropping points. You got to really look at this as a real positive um, result in my eyes. Thirteen points clear, a second; sixteen points clear, a fourth. Still brilliant for you. Your views on on the game, Charlie?
1: Yeah, first off, we, as I said, we were okay, but we weren't we weren't amazing. But to me, it was fair enough. You know, we was. We were playing our game. Grimsby uh, were pretty much the same. Really, they looked okay. We were doing really good high press from the front, um, forcing their. They were playing from the back a lot, so we were forcing them to make mistakes, and that's really where the goal came from. Um, I thought the two was really good. There's this thing with. Or I've had this opinion of Sotiri that he's one of them players that is good to come off the bench, but not a great starter. But he done really well uh, yesterday. I thought. Um, it's just such a shame that the start of the second half we you know, we sort of threw it away. Or was at risk of throwing it away. Um, but again, the the good management from Richie Relins, ruthless or not, um, you, you play well or you don't you don't play. So um it bought you know, it, it made the changes and it's earned us a point at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it certainly has. So those were our views. We had lots and lots of your views come in via Twitter as always. So thank you for all your views that came into our social media accounts and just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. So E10 underscore Rifle started it off when the full-time whistle went. He said some poor stuff out there today, so I'll take that point all day long.
1: Yep, E10 Newman said, I uh, thought Guimpy were a very decent outfit. I think the draw was a fair result. Fabulous February and Steve didn't lose again. Let's hope we have a
0: miraculous March. Yes, a miraculous March would be very nice indeed. Hmm. Daniel underscore Smith 80 said a good point, all things considered. And Grimsby is not an easy place to go. 13 points clear and finish this message with Richie Welland's Red Army.
1: Yeah, uh, El Corrado said respect the away point and move on. If you can't win uh, a match, then make sure you don't lose it. Big plus point from the game, though, is. Kelman finally getting a goal. Hopefully, he can add a few more now in the last 12 games in our promotion
0: push. Yeah, good point there from Alcoado. Dan Alton, 2590. Said after that dreadful start to the second half and Stevenage losing again, you have to say this is a point gained. It was never going to be easy. Freed for Kelman, finally getting a goal. And Vigoru should have a statue erected outside the front door after this season is done.
1: Yeah, uh, record blue bloorap uh, another point closer to promotion. That's all that matters, really. Shame we didn't put the game away, but if we draw the tricky games and win the ones who, look, who we look favourite for, we should be up by Easter.
0: Yeah, it'd be lovely to be up by Easter. That'd be a lovely result. Paul underscore LT2P says, so we made hard work of that, especially with the two assists for them. What a player, Viggs. Is. A point and another game gone and some great subs by Richie.
1: Yep. uh, Conway underscore Nigel said, take the point all day. Grimsby, one of the better sides we've played recently. Tom James' casualness is just not good enough. Just love
0: Viggs. Yeah, so as you can imagine, a lot of praise coming in for Viggs. A lot of people upset at Tom James. Adam H. Joseph said, we've gifted them two goals and a penalty. And we're fortunate to come away with a point. But aside from the goal, we looked leggy the whole second half and settled for the point. Huge credit to Viggs. I always feel confident that he will save us on penalties and we need to get more minutes into Smudge also.
1: Yeah, uh, BoxDollocks1 says, uh, enjoyable game. Greensby stopped our passing game and second half were very impressive. A point gained after giving away two sloppy goals and not playing
0: very well, onwards and upwards. Yeah, postulist Andre Nines to two Grimsby goals of our own making with very careless and sloppy passing in dangerous areas. Hats off to Fix for a tremendous penalty self to help us take a valuable point.
1: Yeah, Orion and underscore Ed, Certainly not great. Gave them two goals, but the ref gave us virtually nothing. On the positive side, Charlie Kelman on the score sheets so hopefully will give him the confidence to kick on. Stevenage lost two. Overall, we are a point better off, and it's one step closer.
0: Certainly is Boatsy. He said 100%. Respect the point. Great character to fight back after a huge mistake by James. Positives, though. Viggs makes his fourth penalty save of the season, and Monker is starting to show his class with a cultured finish from outside the box Royal played well as a number 10 and most importantly it's another point towards promotion
1: Yeah Mark Ross six three six eight nine five zero. Knighted said at this stage of the season it's a good point all things considered love the manager's roof with James and Clay
0: Yeah Sorcio's kept it short and sweet he said I'll take the point and ditch the blue kit very, very harsh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Matty, LOFC, Evans said, uh, draw away games and win the home ones. That's the standard promotion assignment. Another point on the board, and Steve Nich losing a bonus. The Carlisle game is looking like a proper six pointer in a few weeks. Reckons seven wins to be champions.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Six wins or seven to be champs. Yeah, bets are laid to never. So my main fault was, what the hell was Tom James thinking? Followed by, did Richie hook him off because of his mistake? Well, I think he did. We must not get complacent. And today, I thank God once again for St. Lawrence of Vigaroo. <laughs> Very good.
1: <laughs> Casey Adams, LFC, said, rollercoaster of the game. The ref gave us absolutely nothing. Kelman got the goal that's been coming for weeks. Great point away from home. Can't thank the Grimsby Town staff enough. By far the best hospitality I've come across going away in years.
0: Yeah, there's always good photos when people go to Grimsby. There's always lots of photos of fish and chips at Grimsby, which uh, (laughs) makes it more envious than I guess what it should be. The penultimate tweet on Grimsby comes from MS Orient, who said, what a massive player. Lawrence is commands his penalty area. Claims those crosses so, so well. Knows how to slow the game down at the right time. And a great penalty save that has earned us the point. Very confident keeper. And that you can tell every teammate trusts. trust. Yeah, I mean, I guess after seeing some great goalkeepers for Orion, some good goalkeepers, some not so good goalkeepers, Vigory makes such a big, big difference. Such a great keeper for League Two level.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. Uh, and the final word this week goes to Dave Brew, 47976911. Stevenage, Stockport and Mansfield all lose. A valuable point gained. Three more wins will get us up. Well done, Figs. Best keeper in this league by far.
0: Almost there, lads. Yeah, so those were all the tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook Podcast. You can let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those that have been read out. You can do that by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. You can email us at orientoutlook.com. Outlook we are also on Instagram at orient-outlook-podcast. Underscore underscore and we are also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. So there are plenty of ways to get your views into us at Orient Outlook Podcast, however. So if you don't follow us on any of those platforms, make sure you do. Or if you're not on social media, like we said, you can drop us an email.
1: Yep, that's right. And time for the Town and Country Harlow Prediction League update. So for those of you who don't know, covering London, Essex and Hertfordshire, Town and Country Harlow estate agents are run by two Orient season ticket holders and fans. And with the podcast, have helped dozens of people fans and staff a discount of their already competitive fees so if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious as to its value save yourself a few hundred quid and keep it in the orient family by giving them a call on 01279 three triple four or 07528 or contact the guys on twitter at TNC Harlow or send me a dm and my um Twitter account is at charlie underscore Paul.
0: Yeah, great stuff. There are only two correct predictions in this one. So, well done to Mr. JG He predicted two all and got three points. And, well done to Stephen Orient, who is now, well, he was never at the bottom of the prediction league because he didn't have any points, which we don't count. He <laughs> predicted two all and a score. So, Stephen, well done. You're not on the bottom anymore. You now got four points. The four He's on the board. He's on the board indeed. So, that means that that tall O's fan is still top on 34 points. Closely followed by O's fan basing on 26 points. On 25 points, we've got Steve Chapman, four. And on 23 points, we've got LFC underscore Dan and LFC Teresa. A full prediction league table can be found on our Facebook page. But once again, thanks to everyone for your predictions before the match. It's amazing to see. Um, and if you've been doing it, as I say, have a look on the prediction league table and see where you are. Lots and lots of familiar and unfamiliar names on that prediction league table.
1: Absolutely. So today then, Sunday the 26th of February, the ladies were in action against East London and we are pleased to report they won the game 4-1 thanks to a hat-trick from Amelia Pierce and a goal from Copeland. Well done to the ladies.
0: Yeah, I think I saw the league table before we started recording. I think they're five points clear uh, in the league table, so they're having a super season. So well done to the ladies. And on 39 minutes and 17 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy with a fantasy football update. So James Denman is top of the Orient Outlook Podcast Fantasy Football League. He's got 1,618 points. He's ahead of Daniel Clark in second place on 1,608 points. For me, I've had a bit of a bad week. I've fallen down a few places. So I'm now in 216th place out of 355 plays. But you can't win them all, Charlie, can you?
1: You can still, still make up the gap, mate.
0: Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. We will see. So positives <laughs> and negatives of the week. we got four positives and two negatives. So, Charlie, you want to
1: do the positives? Yeah, certainly, yeah. Uh, so, a positive this week, a point against Grimsby. It's a tough place to go, so respect the point. I think that is a positive. Charlie Kelman scoring. Um, I think Wellins um, loves him because of his energy and, and the amount he runs and closes teams down. So, But the fact that he's there to score, so the fact he's managed to get one uh, this weekend, is a, it, it is a positive. Obviously, Vigaroo's penalty save, one of many this season, but it is, uh, is another positive. And of course, we are still top of the league.
0: Yeah, that will always remain the final positive while we are there. It's a great <laughs> positive to have. So I guess negatives in, I think we've been a bit uh, harsh with some of the negatives, but you know we try not to keep as balanced as we can. So negatives, we didn't win, so it was a good point. But could it have been all three? Should it have been all three? I guess we'll never know. And the last negative this week was the first 10 minutes of the second half against Grimsby. Conceded two goals. Uh, and it resulted in basically three players being substituted within 10 minutes of the second half. But there you go. So Town and Country Harlow, Hero of the Week. And then again, we couldn't decide and decided to take this to the public vote and held one of our infamous Twitter polls. So we decided to nominate Charlie Kelman, obviously scoring his goal yesterday, first one in a while. George Moncur for getting his goal off the bench. Really, really good finish. We also nominated Royal to Tilly with his two assists yesterday and a good performance. And, of course, we had to nominate Lawrence Vigarou for his saves and also, in particular, and the headline uh, act, I guess, the penalty save.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And after 200 votes, the winner with 83% of the vote and your hero of the week is...
0: Lawrence Vigarou. Yeah, well done, Lawrence Vigarou. Well deserved. deserved. Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks it's been close between, like, the front two, but I think this week it wasn't ever going to be close and 83% kind of says its own story. So well done, Lawrence Vigaru. So next week's fixtures in, just the one game coming up for the O's this week as we entertain Swindon Town on Saturday, the 4th of March. This one, don't forget, is an all-ticket match, so buy your tickets if you haven't already got them. Swindon Town are now 10th in League 2. They're four points off the playoff places. They beat Harrogate Town 3-0 at home on Saturday. In their last six, they've won two drawn one and lost three. They've won the last two games and seem to be on the up now under uh, new coach Jody Morris. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, it's worth noting that on Tuesday night, there are some um, rearranged games being played in League Two with a few of the teams uh, in the chasing pack uh, for automatic promotion playing on Tuesday night. So it'd be worth keeping an eye on those fixtures. I think uh, Stevenage are away at Wimbledon. Salford are away at Barrow. Gillingham, we've got Bradford and Northampton are away at Harrogate, so um, the table could look a lot different come the end of Tuesday night.
0: Great spot there from Eagle-eyed Charlie. So yeah, we'll be keeping (laughs) a close close eye there on Tuesday night. The League Two fixtures. So sponsorship reminder then, Don't forget to get in touch with John. And they a fantastic team of experienced florists. You can give uh, Carol Langley a call on 0208 529 4130, or you can get in contact with them via social media at Carol Langley E4 or EssexBiz on Twitter. They're also on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist, and you can find them on Facebook at Carol Langley Florist.
1: Absolutely. So that's it then. Uh, it's a, a short episode this week, but thanks for joining us for episode 312. It was a quiet week at the O's uh, as it was all eyes on Greenfield Town and on the pitch we saw Charlie Kelman put Orient 1-0 up, only for us to lose the lead in a, in seven crazy second half minutes before George Monker got an equaliser and Lawrence Vigrew saved the penalty to get the O's a very valuable point. And with only one game coming up this week, Richie Relins and his staff can get his players ready for the Super Richie Relins derby on Saturday against Swindon Town. And hopefully this time next week, your South Stand chums, including... Mr. Paul Levy will be back <laughs> talking about a win in that match and another three points.
0: Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give our podcast a five-star rating. I think we're 103 on iTunes as it hasn't moved in a little while. You can also rate the show on Spotify. So we've got 75 five-star reviews on Spotify. So iTunes and Spotify listeners, please go and reward your favourite podcast by giving us a nice rating. You can also follow uh, the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher by adding us to your favourites and that way you get all the podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded. You can find the pod on all smart speakers. You can find us on the Fan Hub app. So listening to the podcast has never been easier. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, an Orient chum, a glory hunter who wants to come to the last two or three games <laughs> of the season, please put them in contact in, with the podcast, grab their phone, grab their tablets, do whatever and download the pod and make sure to pass the pod for them. So, Charlie, you've stepped in again, super sub, hat appearance, smashed it again.
1: Thanks, mate. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, brilliant stuff. We'll definitely get you back before before the season ends. you planning to go to many of the home games and try to get some away games before the season kind of ends?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd love to um, uh, well, obviously go to all the home games, but yeah, uh, you know, I would love to go to Gillingham away. It's a it's a ground I've not been to uh, for a few years, and hopefully it'll be the last time we go there for a little while. So it'll be good to, <laughs> to, to get to Gillingham before we're uh, we're above them in the pyramid. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So again, once Yourself? again, uh, home games, yes. I'd quite like to get to. I think Sutton. I it's saying beforehand, Sutton or Gillingham look like the ones where we might clinch automatic promotion around that period. So I think the Sutton game is going to be the golden ticket. So be it. Yeah. The, the return of the mighty Orient uh, at a penultimate time of the season. And I, I'd quite like to go Gillingham as well. I think we'll take quite a lot, even though it's a Tuesday night. So hopefully, because we've never actually met in person, right? So we've obviously met during lockdown. We've met via Zoom. Oh, we have actually met on our one sponsorship dinner. But good to see you again. Uh, this, see- this season and not have to you know, Zoom with you and actually see you in person so it's been absolutely. a great I'll up- see you yeah. at Sutton. yeah absolutely Paul <laughs> wish you better mate look forward to your return on the podcast next week which will be episode 313 with all the information of views that you could ever need so we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast
1: up the o's AHHHHH <laughs>